Hello, everyone, and welcome to a little bit of Woo Woo. I'm your host, Jill Thomas. This is actually the first episode, so I'm super excited to talk about predictions for 2024. This show is going to be about all things Woo Woo, and including, and most especially because something I'm really passionate about, becoming successful in the healing arts. And I really do feel like this is the age of the entrepreneur, and I love to see people succeeding in a, an businesses that that feed their soul but this week's guest is so i'm so excited to have her because we're gonna talk about predictions and she's so good at this stuff is mara clear spring cook mara is a soul medicine woman love that who uses and teaches shamanism tantra we're going to talk about that astrology and reiki welcome mara i'm so excited to have you come thank you thank you hey jill i'm excited to be here and i i yeah i realize you're right i'm your inaugural guest yeah yeah, I do have another show. Uh, for those of you who've come from the other show, it's called New Business. But I wanted to kind of make a show that was more about the the woo-woo stuff because I found that half my guests were more woo-woo anyway, and it was just fun that way. So thank you for agreeing to participate, play. Absolutely. So the first thing I want to ask you, actually, I have a couple of things on my first thing list, right? Um, tell me about, I saw then your bio that you're a Tantra practitioner. Now, over the years, I've seen I've seen books on this subject. But I wasn't quite sure what it is. Can you explain to us what this is? Well, I, I think I'd like to say first that I don't call myself a Tantra practitioner. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Because there is so much uh, inaccurate information and um, immediately everybody thinks of sex. That's what and, I thought. <laughs> like, wow, this is really and, interesting. And, and that's because that's, you know, marketing. So it's really more it Tantra is one of the it's one of the practices of understanding how energy moves through the body. That makes sense. And, and, and all the work that I do, Jill, is uh, starts at the energetic level to help bring shifts down to the physical. And in Tantra, you're interacting with your body to understand the energy so you can shift it. So it's wow. right up my alley. So I am uh, a follower of the Mahamudra lineage of Tantra. And I sneak it in. You don't even know I'm doing it when you have a session with me or in the trainings that I do. So interestingly enough, you're, what I'm hearing you say, and, and I don't want to put words, words in your mouth, but it's kind of like energy work. It's just a different kind of energy work. Damn right. It's energy work, but you're including your body. And so you have yeah. to be careful in, in certain aspects. Like if you're learning Reiki, uh, some people teach that you use your body as a proxy in Reiki, which is not what I advise. I suggest you use a, an outside of your body uh, proxy. Uh, for, for those of you who are not into uh, Reiki, when you're doing Reiki, you're channeling energy so it can move to other people and help them out. And it's not your energy. So you don't want their energy inside of you by you calling them in as a proxy. So bottom line is, with, with Tantra, you are connecting to the energy in your body, and it does give you awareness of other people's, but not until you're exquisitely aware of your own. Love it, love it. Well, I know you as a, as a shaman uh, teacher because I've taken classes from you, and she's Mara's one of my mentors. You guys all know that. Um, I, want, I want to talk about, uh, we are going to definitely do predictions, and I'm so excited. I really want to ask you about JP Morgan's list of predictions. I know this is, you probably don't know about this, but I, I ran this up on the Google. But You'll my tell very <laughs> I will tell you all about it. Yeah. My very yeah. first experience with shamanism was years ago. I had a 1984 Honda CRX. I don't know if you guys remember those are really fabulous cars, but mine kept getting hit. I kept hitting it with 
people kept having uh, hitting me, <laughs> kept having car accidents. I hadn't uh, had the car more than a couple of months. And somebody said, Hey, it almost looks like there's an entity attached to your car. And I'm like, that's just crazy. They said, here, I want you to go. There's an Indian reservation, not far from where I was living. Give the guy 50 bucks. It's a medicine guy. He's going to he'll take care of it and you'll never have a problem again. And I'm like, at that point, I was so desperate for a fix that I, $50 didn't seem like much, that much money. So I just took the car over there and, you know, got the car back for another 10 years. It was no, no problems after that. So I'm like, there may be something to this, or maybe he just smoked pot in it uh, for a couple of hours and lifted me a $50, made me feel better. I don't know, but the car was better. And, and I know that's not what you do, but that was my first experience with anything remotely shamanism. And I loved it. I love your story. And honestly, I, I had one uh, student who became a grad who then she's a massage therapist. So she would come to my home and do massage therapy on me. And she had an unreliable car and I would use energy work to get the car to start so she could leave and it would work for several days. But then, you know, eventually the damn thing blew up on the freeway. It's like, honey, just get a new car. Just get a new car. I know. At the it end of the day, it had an entity. It had, it had, uh, <laughs> it had old a bad age. engine. Old age, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know that my car had an entity. I'm just, I want to say that, but, um, whatever happened, it fixed it. So it's, you know, I don't know, maybe yeah. it was me. Maybe I was drawing it in. Uh, but just before we recorded this episode, I ran across this list of JP Morgan's, you know, it's always, a, if you if you guys who follow any kind of macroeconomics, you know that when these companies list predictions and things, they always have, it's always a quote, chief strategist. I don't know who that is, but it's a chief strategist who listed top 10 predictions for 2024. The wow. reason I wanted to get your take on this was because these seemed really psychic-like predictions in spite of the fact that this is the chief economist for JP, a chief economist for JP, JP Morgan Chase, Michael Kembalist. I'm sorry, Michael, if I'm saying your name wrong, I probably am. But one of the things he says, uh, in addition to a couple of actual money predictions, was that, Jay, uh, that Joe Biden was going to withdraw from the election after Super Tuesday um, any thoughts on that? Never heard that. Um, do you know what day Super Tuesday is? I think it's March 10th. Somebody's probably going to be yelling it at their computer right now. So I apologize. Okay. I hear you. That's all right. <laughs> I never claim to be a political it's... expert. And I, I just don't know those things. Um, you know, anything's possible this year, Jill. Yeah. That, it, you know, he, he didn't run for president. Um, originally because of what happened to his son, right? Otherwise he would have run that year. And so there could be any number of reasons why he might do that. It would really, like it wouldn't surprise me because of the part where it is so unusual and we have so many unusual things I think will be happening, especially in 2024. But it would also be surprising to me because I feel like his, his commitment, you know, my opinion, to to seeing the job through is there so we'll see what happens uh, sometimes maybe people make predictions because they're splashy oh and and here it is i have no idea who this person is um and here i am talking about it too so fair enough yeah. and there was a couple yeah, yeah. of things it worked didn't it it, it did got, work nice i mean flash. it got the words jp morgan and chase coming off the off of my lips uh over this there was a couple other things that you predicted okay. that, that bank stocks were going to do well there's gonna be massive power outages 
and that uh, Elon Musk was going to get in a lot of backlash over over Tesla problems. I thought that was sort of interesting because it, it just didn't seem financial in nature. But I, I now that you bring it up, talking in terms of a marketing ploy, yeah, now it finally makes some sense. Well, anytime you bring <laughs> up the guy who um, named his car after an inventor who was um, disgraced, you know, like like nobody would have anything to do with him, and and yet now we're still exploring those technologies. Um, he, he is definitely in shamanism. We'd say he's like the coyote. He's teaching us through trickster methods. So he's it. always bringing in, um, some unusual thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if something biz additionally bizarre, I'm going to work with the word additional go happens in, in that particular uh, arena. I love then, it. I what love did you say about banks? Bank stocks get strong. Oh, that was the one that that actually did make sense, uh, be, being coming from financial. But he was predicting that, in spite of all of the the financial issues that he was predicting were going to be happening in 2024, that bank stocks would do well. Which I thought was sort of like, oh no, our stock's going to do really well, just in spite of everything <laughs> going on. Maybe he might be more marketing there. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I my what I found amusing about that list was that it just felt like psychic predictions from a you know bank analyst who supposedly works for chase and that well, seemed I, odd to me i wonder jill if he took his words and he ran them through an ai like <laughs> and the ai said write it like this people you know it'll be more appealing and they put it in there oh i, I mean, love it everybody's doing that right so right. maybe you know awesome there's thought. a take for you so tell us what you're thinking is going to be happening in 2024 what do we need to know what do we need to look at what's going on okay um what i and, and you know in my work i i have of course I, I, my deep intuitions and then i work with uh shamanic guides and power animals ancestors i talk to trees and clouds and you know Oh, what whole whole wild child thing. And so in doing that, I received the words proving ground. So 2024 becomes our proving ground. We've had so many new things introduced into the world, especially with AI. And um, now and then you think about just mentally, anybody who's listening right now, just kind of roll back through your mind. All the things that happened in the past three, four years and all the issues that came up and all the upheaval, all the accomplishments, all the discoveries. Now, this year, a lot of it's going to be put to the test. And that means oh, just like that crazy prediction about uh, Super Tuesday, um, I think a lot of unexpected things will happen. And I believe that the strength of each individual is what will keep us uh, going forward instead of slipping backward. Does that make sense? It does. And let me ask you on this. We had a lot of, I mean, we don't need to get into what happened in 2020. We're all there, right? No. I feel like a lot of people went through so much and so many changes in such a short span of time. Do you think that kind of made it easier for people to be flexible? Or do you think a lot of people stayed stuck in their hole it has to be this way it has to be done that way what do you think on that i think it's been extremely polarizing so if you tended to be 
more uh, rigid. I think it made people more rigid. And if you tended to be more um, available, more malleable, it made people more malleable to where there's an there's a there's a spectrum of people being way too way too able to shift and, and they don't even have a position on their, they don't even know who they are anymore. And then folks off on the other side who are instead are are even more dug in on on what their ideals are and what should happen. I am right. There's the righteous and there's the confused and there's everything in between. So I think that the 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 center line, which you know, people have a different opinion of even what the center looks like. But for me, and the the circles that I hang out in and the people that I listen to, we're all about how if we can hold that line of there can be a, a solution, we can make our way through this, we can um, surpass the challenges. You know, the bigger the human race gets and the more advanced we get, the bigger the challenges. And I'm talking about from, from the, the environment around us to the um, intelligence within us. And that includes emotional intelligence. So all of that becomes something that I think is going to come at, that'll be what be put on the proving ground. Everybody is, has, like you said, we've all been tempered like steel, but is the tempering process done? Yeah, and that's a good that, question. Yeah, I think the answer I think is- this year is the year where we test it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I'm gonna uh, mess with the light here. Second here. Yeah. Nature just turned the sun on. So yeah. tell me what else is what else do you see coming in 2024? What do we need to know about? Well, I think that the whole issue of too much information is something we all need to look at. I'm not saying that there should be some kind of a regulation externally. I'm saying internally. This year is the year where people get to choose whether they're going to really work on their own internal understanding of what's good for them and where to go and what to do and who to spend time with, how they feed themselves, what are they consuming? This is the year where we get to be responsible for our experience as much as possible. So whatever's going on around on the outside, whether whether people are upset about something or there's a weird, let's pretend like there's a weird apple shortage and it becomes this big media thing. Oh my God, apples, what are we going to do? What's the history of this? And who's at fault? And oh my God, ooh, la, 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 la. you know, but there's this major brouhaha over apples. And then that distracts people from like living there. Doesn't that sound stupid when we say it's about apples? Oh, I know. But but I remember you reminded me of something that happened. It wasn't this year, but it was a year before yeah. where they were trying to tell us that there was going to be a turkey shortage. And and so we ran out and bought our turkey like, I don't know, like, in a, you know, around Halloween. And then later I had a friend who worked in the industry. He's like, that was just such an amazing piece of PR, wasn't it? There was never a turkey shortage. And I thought, ah, oh, I, I fell for it. <laughs> We fall for it. We fall for it. So I think this is the year where, where folks, folks who, who gave up, because we have a, a wide swath of people who've just given up. They're like, I can't make a difference. My voice isn't heard. It doesn't matter what I do. So I'm just kind of going to give up. We're, we're going to, we're going to see that we need to have more of us um, 
help people out of the giving up place into the get 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 involved enjoy life let's 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 do something together place because we can't we can't leave people hanging and um if you are somebody who has a great part of your being i don't think anybody watching this would be this way but they probably know someone like this who has given up no you can't go fix and change them but if you look inside yourself and find the place where you've given up and work with that it's weird it can affect the people around you that's part of the magic of energy work that's interesting you bring that up because you, you know when you draw people into your circle you're reflecting something often and so someone who's given up you you wouldn't necessarily have that person in your circle if there wasn't some resonance inside of you for that would you agree with that both ways if they're in yeah, my circle that's right. then they're yeah. being drawn towards maybe not giving up anymore and if if i'm in their circle simply by being close together um then there's a part of me oh what did i give up on and can i can i even reframe that can i go from giving up to that is actually none of my business mm, can i go there, there? Yeah. So it's an energy shift. I think that's that's for 2024. I think the value of tracking energy is going to become much more forefront, just like shamanism, which is that was my entry drug into what I do. And it's the principle of what I do. That's why shamanism is now a more of a mainstream word than it's ever been. I noticed that. Yeah. Because that. people have started to understand that energy work is part of all the work. And it's interesting something else you bring up of people, you know, giving up. It just reminds me of something, you know, yesterday we we accidentally dropped a pumpkin outside and we're like, oh, if we scoop this up and throw it in the trash, you know, wasn't sure if like, a, what if a deer eats a piece of the pumpkin? Could that hurt them? So we Google on YouTube, <laughs> you know, do deers eat pumpkins? It wasn't an accident. It fell off the porch, whatever. And there's like whole videos that hunters have made about, and it's illegal to feed the deers in Oregon. I'm just telling you, I am well aware of this. We didn't do it on purpose. But I, there's a whole channels on hunting and how to feed animals and the kinds of foods they eat. I thought, is there nothing that you can't find on YouTube? It was pretty amazing. We have a lot of information available to us and we need, we need to, I mean, it, it takes us away from actually living our lives. It can, but I can also see though, I was just thinking of this guy in Tennessee who was showing us this experiment where he, we, and then of course we pulled, got pulled into this experiment of trying to see if, you know, bananas, if they would eat bananas, if they wouldn't eat pumpkins, maybe it's illegal for, maybe it's legal in Tennessee to feed the deer. I'm just saying, um, but it, I was watching this and I was sucked in. I thought, here's this person who gets to speak something that he's passionate about, he's super excited about on in a forum and in, in a place where people can watch it that was never around, was not a thing 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on sharing with social media? Do you feel like there'll be more of it, less of it, or is it just, or is your kind more. of position more? Okay. <laughs> I think more. I think, I think people are just reaching out for connection. Connection. And now Love we it. have, you know, an entire generation that is, this is normalized. You know, this is part of life. This is connection. You can find all kinds of studies that talk about how that's not necessarily good because people have lost certain abilities as far as understanding body cues and facial expressions and even knowing how close to stand to each other you know they're a little further apart now right but i think that there's just going to be a continual flood of information you never know what's going to get popular and honestly th this year 2024 i 
I just think it's going to continue to explode. And I think yeah. that marketing companies will continue to track what's being, you know, most searched in order to, to follow trends and try to get ahead of them. For example, I think that um, uh, new technologies for for farming food, for providing food for people is going, I think that that is going to be um, something that we get more and more awareness on and, and probably more controversy about because of the need to feed a lot more people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I was seeing, I, I, intuitively, I was seeing some, some more people who creating more channels on how to grow your own food. Yeah. Homesteading. Um, yeah. Isn't it interesting? Because I, I, it, it not not from a place of need necessarily, but more of a creative outlet. Tell tell me more about what you think people creatively are going to be doing, or what what do they need to be doing in twenty twenty four in that area? In the area of food or creativity? Creativity. Okay, okay, creativity. You want to talk about whatever you want. Let's go. Right. Both. Both. Good um, because I like to cook. So well, there you yeah. go. Creativity. I love it. Okay. 2024. You know what? We should we should actually kind of go with at it from from this kind of a direction. So anyway. Yeah. For, for creativity, what's going to happen? You're going to see a lot more creativity. Uh, some of it's not going to be used in the best way possible. You okay? think? <laughs> it is a year where a lot of uh, world, a lot of the countries in the world are, are having elections this year. So there'll be that. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there'll be a lot of creativity there. That's all I'm going to say it's about It's a good that. way of putting it, Mara. Yeah. So, so, the, so there's that. But I think, you know, with, the especially the assistance we're getting through various AI programs, and honestly, with Pluto moving into Aquarius, like AI is one of the great natural results of that. Um, I think that more people who are afraid to express themselves artistically will continue, and that and that can be with the images, writing, um, music. They'll be using AI. To, to more quickly translate what they want into something that they can share. I think you're gonna, I've been watching people that I didn't think would touch AI making things with that. So when I took a class last year about AI, um, right, you know, right in the leading edge, really, it's probably started the class two months after you know, ChatGPT became a thing. And uh, so I, I took it because I just, I felt like I needed to know, like this was important. And it's so interesting to watch the controversy that's right, come up from all that and the feeling of infringement on artists' rights and everything. One of the things that came up was, does art, do these things that are created through an intermediary like AI, do they have soul? Can you look at something and tell whether it has soul, like a human touched it, or is it machine generated? and therefore has no soul. I thought that was fascinating. It is an interesting I, perspective, yeah. Yeah, I don't have an answer exactly to that because that would say that I could look at something and tell you if it was an AI creation or not. I don't know, I think some things are so good you wouldn't be able to tell. Having used it a lot uh, just to dabble with, I can see earmarks of something that was AI created, but very minimally. I think, I think you'd have to be a schooled expert to really tell the difference sometimes. You know, you're so, making, you're reminding me of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Finish. It's okay. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you're just reminding me of, I, I love Janos Stoffers. He makes these amazing uh, sacred geometry prints. Mm. I, I like his, I take his classes, but 
But I think about how he has, he makes all of those on the computer. Um, so I know it's not artificial intelligence that he's using, but he is using technology to create this. And if you look at it, you know, it's not, it's not brushstroke. So I, I see what you're saying. The question of whether it has a soul, I think that I'm looking at one of them right now. They're beautiful. You know, I, you could, you feel something when you see it. And I, I know I've seen some of the stuff that you've made with the AI and I can feel something when I see it that, yeah, it makes me question. You're right. That you bring up a really good perspective. Well, here's the thing is if, if I've, if it's come from my own desire, words and intention, and again, in energy work, you know, back to the woo woo in energy work, intention is everything, everything. And even people who aren't involved in energy work, they're doing that. They're doing a thing. They're, they're writing an ad campaign or they're, they're making dinner for their family. The intention behind it leaves an energy signature. That makes sense. So when we talk about soul, if I make something and someone feels energy from it, maybe they're picking up on my energy or maybe it is resonating to a common energy within them. And maybe that's a way of saying it has soul. I love that. But you're, you're also bring, making me think about the fact that when you look at something that makes you feel creepy, <laughs> there's a way of knowing that maybe the intention behind it doesn't resonate with your life intentions. So I, 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 I will not name the marketing company, but when their ads started popping up in my feed with these weird devices, I kept, I kept reporting it to my, my main browser. I'm trying to avoid brand names here. <laughs> My main browser that I use, I, I reported it a bajillion times, even though it is like a super popular brand. I'm like, no, I don't want to see this, make it go away. Because fully 50%, if not more, of the things they showed me gave me the creeps. Awesome. It literally had that energy. It had that energy signature of this is not good for you. I love that you bring that up, though, because you're talking about something that I think people need to pay attention to. How does something make you feel when you're watching, when you're consuming it, whether it's television, whether it's media, whether it's even commercials, I mean, God, commercials. What, tell me, what do you think people, and I know a lot of people watching this are going to be intuitive because that's the kind of person that's going to be interested in this show. Yeah. Yeah. What does an intuitive person need to kind of pay attention to in 2024? Maybe that's not on their radar right now. Okay. An intuitive person, first of all, number one, this is for any year, but especially for 2024. Please learn how to disconnect from the field. That's the number one thing to pay attention to. Can I disconnect from the field? And then once you've done that, what remnants of the field are still inside of me? What song is playing in my head? What taste is in my mouth? What, what is the feeling in my gut? Am I alert or am I feeling tired? What's inside of me? And then is it from the outside or is it something inside that's telling me a message of something I should be doing? Eat now, drink some water, schedule a nap. Go ahead and call so-and-so. They've been on your mind. Oh, I got a message from somebody this morning. I've been thinking about them for two days going, I think I need to check in with them. They freaking messaged me. So you can't do that if you are completely inundated by what's going on. So in 2024, especially because we're having this major change out of the age of structure to the age of unlimited potential. Okay. That's like the big change that we're going through right now. Is that 2024 or is that in the next few years? 2024 and 2025, 2026. Yeah. The next okay. 20 years, the next 
if you if you count, maybe it's maybe the next 22 years. Um, yeah, it's with Pluto moving in Aquarius. It is this the focus changes, and you felt it with all the structure around us falling away. So for intuitives, sensitives, empaths, we need to be able to understand where our buffer zone is. I talk about boundaries. We need to be able to have our boundary, our edge, know where it is, strengthen it, and then as we open up to whatever's going on around us outside in the uh, various fields of life, be they, you know, what's going on at your kid's school to what are the laws in your state around the work that you do to um, how much the price of gas is, you know, <laughs> you know all, those, all those things to, to keep paying attention to how you're, you're, you're um, plugging into that. Because in 2024, we're going to be offered a million, one million <laughs> options of things to plug into. So discernment is going to be super important. Knowing where your edges are, what your boundaries are, super important. And when you hear that thing, you know, there's, an, there's, there's some world event that really tugs at your heart. Okay. That you feel it. It's a great way to check in with your body. Here's a little bit of Tantra, right? Um, Check in with your body. Something happens and it really feels like it knocks you off your center. Find out where that is in your body. Pay attention to that because that's telling you something. You need to, to clear that big ball of energy first before you really try to dive into this. If you still want to even dive into the subject and find out more. Because wherever it's triggering you will take possession, if you will, of your consciousness and your attention rather than being able to actually respond to the, the, the earth shaking event that, that occurs, which there will be. Yeah. Plenty. I love that. Yeah. I was thinking about, I, I mean, I, I love that you bring this up. There's, there's certainly going to be plenty of earth shaking events. There always are. I mean, it's not just 2024 event, but I, I do feel a lot of chaos intuitively in 2024, more so than we've experienced and lots of different kinds of chaos, not just, you know, we had one type in 2020 and now I do feel like it's going to be a gumbo, but I also feel when people are tapping intuitively and they're using their creativity and their own intuition, their own discernment, they're going to have opportunities that weren't available even just a few years ago. So talk a little bit about the kinds of opportunities you see people able to tap into or or how can they tap into their own opportunities? Because people are some people are just genuinely scared about the price of gas and the price of eggs when if, if you can get more of a revenue stream, you know, those things just don't matter as much. Here's the thing. The opportunity is to get really clear on what you love to do and find a way to do it. So um, there are folks who just couldn't even imagine working in a traditional J-O-B. And there are a lot more of them now. And I don't blame them. <laughs> Look at me. This is not traditional. Um, so I think that what people are going to want to do, and you're going to see more of this, are get more and more creative. We've already seen the trend. It's going to keep growing. Get more and more creative about how they do what I call fair energy exchange. They participate in the world and they receive that which they need. So I think you'll see a lot more of the collectives and, and homesteading starting to form where people are, okay, we're going to live off the land and we're going to, you know, create a, a way of, of, of simplifying our lives so that we don't 
have to participate in the in the um, the crazy economy. I think you'll see again a lot of people moving. You know, there are places where I live is I live in San Diego, which just recently got called the most expensive place city in the United States to yeah, live. I saw that. We, I guess we trade that honor with Palo Alto on a regular basis. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had no idea. California, also in California. I'm, you know, my ignorance is bliss sometimes, I guess. But I, I think just, I think a lot of people moving, you know, I think we're going to see people, a population um, trends shifting as to the, uh, I don't I know the right economic terms. I'm not an economic expert, but I, I think, I think that the, the, the level of living, you know, like one city will have more people living at one level and one city will have people living at a different level. And I think more places will become um, populated than used to be. Yeah. It's interesting to see that shift too. I see people shifting financially, socioeconomically, um, but also because of political alliances, things they want to be around people more like them. And I don't know if you've seen this, this is my personal rant to, to humor me in this one. I Go do see it. a lot more graying of the, the political lines. Um, you know, used to be Democrat and Republican, they wouldn't have coffee together. And now these, a lot of people are having a little more in common <laughs> and we're seeing a lot more red state and blue state with purple, you know, people getting purple. Yay, purple, more purple and more like moving to be around people that they resonate more with. Um, but not so much in a us versus them perspective. And I think that might be my, this is my personal perspective is that sometimes the media doesn't want that because they want us to be this or that so that they know who to target when they're marketing. Right. If, yeah. If, if yeah, you got yeah there. yeah. When right you there. look at media and marketing, you're looking at numbers and um, uh, very different goals from people and beliefs and caring. Like these are two different, vastly different fields here. You know, so yep. so if we can, and again, that goes back to me about what are you consuming, and I and I think if people want to have a more um, a more balanced and um, enjoyable because, you know, just because things are intense doesn't mean we can't enjoy ourselves. And I think seeking joy, seeking ways to, to honor what's going on inside you and, and find your expression in the world. If more of us did that, that's a different vibration. Oh, I love that. I love that playing. Yes. Play. Play is a big deal. We're leaving the age of Capricorn and Saturn where it's not about playing, it's working. We're entering the age of Aquarius and, and um, Uranus. You know, Uranus is the ruler of, of Aquarius. I do astrology too. I'm sure yes. I mentioned that somewhere. Really? <laughs> and so, it's hard to tell. This is completely different. This is like Uranus and, and Aquarius, we are the rebels. We are the rebels. Will there be a revolution uh, in many different ways? There is one already there. There's and I'm not talking. I'm talking about in so many things, the way people choose to educate their children, the way they choose to eat, the types of cars they're driving. Right. There's such many lifestyle changes that we're doing on our own through our own desire. It's like a wave. And that doesn't necessarily come from marketing. Disruptor energy. I love it. Yes. Well, yes think about companies that were disruptors, uh, Airbnb, which is, is kind of in a little bit of trouble right now, but all these <laughs> little disruptor companies, even Uber, Uber Eats now, uh, all of these different companies. I, I know, I see what you're saying and I can see the beauty in that. 
when people tap in creatively, then they can see, oh, well, I could do this. I could do this better for cheaper. Let's have fun yeah, with that. Yeah. The, 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 the human nature, we want to, we, we want to be together. We're a community species. The, the, the person who wants to live, who wants to, you know, pull a Henry David throw and, and go live at Walden Pond is those are rare and few, very few, very few people are that we are, we need some level of connection to other people, a sense of family or soul family. So we, so we need that. So we need to find ways to be together and, and to um, have fun and play and discover and, and, and do all that even though the world is so serious. So we're, we're like we're, we're moving back into that fun, playful time, I think, as a priority. So all these folks I'm talking about who have felt, oh, I'll pull out an old word from ages ago, okay? Disenfranchised, you know? I'm with you. They're going to find a, just through their their milling, right? They're, they're kind of swilling and milling in the, the this, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. That's a creativity pool. Something's going to come out of that, Jill. We're going to see 2024. We're going to see something come out of that. I love something it. Something amazing. We're going to be surprised. I love to that. I'm seeing that a lot of people are creating community online because, you know, you may live in a place where there's not a lot of people like you, but it doesn't matter. And there's a whole United States, old world, right? And it, with the internet and with everybody using, you know, video chatting now, it's so easy to create tribes and communities in places very different than where you live. So I love that. I'm in one where there's regularly folks from India and Australia and Japan. And those are like completely around the world from San Diego. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cause there's, we are the same. We're all the same. We have a different cultural experience, but inside we're all humans. We're all these, the same these bodies, yep. uh, you know, possessed by a soul, at least one soul, you know, <laughs> Hopefully. some so people have a problem with that, you know, one or two floating around in there. That's a problem, but come see me, you know, <laughs> really, but, those are out, those clients are out of scope for me as a hypnotherapist. That's not my client. Huh? As a hypnotherapist, that is not my client. I would, I would send those to Mara. Oh yeah, bit. that's, that's fine. Yeah. If I got somebody who's dying to to make a big change in their lives, I send them over to jail. So I totally get what, what? you mean. Yeah. You. Yeah. Therapy is really good for that. Um, well, you know, you and I could talk all day and and we have, we actually have about this stuff, but I, I we are going to, you know, wrap this up. So tell us if there's any final bits of advice that you have for people in 2024. What do, what do people need to know? You're going to be okay. Don't believe other people's story about you. Learn what your story is. Be playful. Be creative. Find ways to experience freedom every day. And um, don't be afraid to dive into your heart. Love it. When it comes to this year, if you make decisions based on safety and security, you will most likely not be happy about that you've got to make decisions on what will satisfy your life and what have you trusted yourself with before you could probably trust yourself again you've gotten yourself out of a situation before you can do it again and you can attract in amazing things magic is real 
So believe in yourself and believe in your ability to attract in what you need. 2024, there'll be tricksters that try to trick you out of believing in that. Do not listen to them or listen to them and say, oh, I know that song. I don't play that on my radio anymore. Change the it. freaking channel. I love it. So Mara, how can people find you? Oh, uh, coincidentally, I'm available online. So wow. you can go to my website, maraclearspring.com. You can find me on Facebook, Mara Clear Spring. You can find me on Instagram, Mara Clear Spring. And you can send me emails, mara at maraclearspring.com. Is that good? I will absolutely put, uh, for everyone who did not write that down, I will put that in my description so that you okay. can find her. But uh, uh, what, it's it's always so nice to have people say how they can find you. So, so yeah. I'm glad you- Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's simple and easy and- um, and yeah, people come see me for soul retrieval and shamanic healing and uh, to, to learn how to do shamanic work. I, oh, that's right. You do teaching. And this is interesting because uh, you teach, I, I have not really seen too many people do this. You'll do private uh, classes, like a private shamanic offering, you know, the different steps. One-on-one -on -one students. One-on-one, -on -one, right. And I usually see classes and it's like, well, I missed the class start date. I can't take it. But in your case, you start whenever you want. Yeah, you can start whenever you want. And I have two ways to do that where we're live with each other one on one, or you can join my um, group training and receive the recordings. So you get to hear everybody else's experiences as well. So both, both ways work really well. My group training starts in a few weeks. So you'd have to reach out to me to find out more about that or it's on my website. But yeah, the one on one, I've had one on one students for years, both in person and then online. And some of them, have gone on to have their own practices or, or to add it to their existing practices. Most of the people who come see me, Jill, are already a healer or know they are a healer on the inside. They want to come do this work. I love, I love that because you, one of my pet peeves as somebody who does this work is people who, you know, almost see it as a badge of honor that they've never had any training, particularly psychics. They're like, Oh, I, I never came naturally. I never had to take a class. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Take a class because the class is where you get the input to understand whether you're, you're speaking from your ego or whether you're speaking from real intuitive uh, information. And, and I love when people take further work on this beyond just, I read a book or I did some online training, working with somebody specifically is a huge deal. One of the things, and I, you know, I'm probably going over time, but I'm just going to throw this in here real quick. One of the things that appeal to people about shamanism is soul retrieval. And I'll have people say, Mara, can you teach me soul retrieval? And I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> it's something that comes after, you know, when you're doing shamanic training specifically, but I, I believe this is true for a lot of, of um, the healing arts. Your first client is you. Yep. And you you need to be in some sort of a supervised program in order to do the work for yourself, because the most difficult client you will ever have is yourself. <laughs> so you first person you practice and learn with is you and you're in shamanism. The goal is you're really building that relationship, just not with yourself, but with your power animal or with your guide or whoever is showing up for you from the outside world. Yeah, the, the um beyond the, the five senses world, the non-corporeal beings that want to help you out, right? Talk about woo-woo, right? And you know that because you have your guides who work with you for, for some of your work, right? So how do I know that that relationship is real? The same way I know that through 
uh, the way healing works. Healing works because I am working with another person triangulating with spirit. You can't see my hand, it's off camera. I am triangulating with myself and this other person in spirit, all right? So the same thing is with the training. I'm triangulating with spirit and the person who's receiving, or it was the other way around. I was getting a lot of my training. And eventually, for what I do, I teach people how to train with spirit. So, so they can start learning directly from spirit, which is, you know, like the ultimate goal, but you got to start somewhere and it's good to have a human. Guide. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah, don't get me started on how frustrated I am when I run across intuitive, particularly psychics who just, you've never had any training and it's like, Oh, please take some training for the sake of your clients. Anyway. Well, yeah, they can be like, okay. Like they could carry some kind of a, an energy disease from one person to another. Let's look at it that way. Um, they could be in they could really be in, in, infringed upon it and have and carry gathering energy from those other people or they don't have a way to vet whatever their information there you go yeah you know yep. so so there's there's like i want to go get with my smudge stick and get started <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i i just i remember I, this is a lot of talk well no it's not but we'll do another show we'll talk about these yeah it's a. Uh, I was in class once and I remembered we were learning channeling and I had a teacher there and the person was channeling and, and you could really hear that, the, that it was the ego it was coming from the person's ego, you know, because they were saying a lot of egoy things and the person who was doing the channeling wasn't hearing it. And then at the end of the, you know, the teacher was really nice about it, but the person still got triggered. But like, I really feel like that was from your ego. I don't feel like you were actually channeling a being. And that was a perspective. I felt that was really helpful because you, it was easy to see that in a half a second person could just go from higher level being to totally channeling the ego and not even realize it. But then she had us actually, okay, do the exercise, sit down. How, how did it feel different than channeling a higher level being? And that is again, something that you get from a teacher from having an outsider look at it because we could all hear it as soon as she was saying it, but she wasn't hearing it. So yeah. That's love, a really love, good example. Love training. And, and, and there's an aspect to that, Jill, that's super important too. And I know we're, we got to wrap it up here, but if you want to learn how to do something, you got to be teachable. There you go. <laughs> oh, amen to that. Totally. That totally. Anything. That is true for, yeah. If she'd gotten defensive, she would have missed the opportunity. And, and it was a good lesson for all of us. The rest of us got to see it too. So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Mara, we're absolutely going to have to have you back because you're just amazing. So thank you for that. Um, any last word before I, we close and call it a day? Well, I always like word. to say, make make it a day to roar about. So I'm going to say make 2024 your year to roar about. Love, 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 love that. And I hope you guys got something out of it. I'm so excited. Please come back and watch the next videos. I've got other uh, amazing guests planned. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, a little bit of woo, woo ends up being in 2024. So thank you, everyone. Thanks, Mara. We'll see you next thank time. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.